Welcome to the Gold Digger podcast series, a series that investigates the mysterious decline of Australian rugby union. It's a fan's journey into the void to pick up the pieces of Australian rugby and find a path forward to fortune and glory. I'm your host and humble rugby servant, Matt Durrant. And welcome to episode one. Here we are into the podcast realm. Uh, I think the first thing people must be asking is, why in hell does the world need another podcast? And it's a fair question. Certainly one I've asked a lot and one that continues to be asked because every day a new podcast drops. I suppose I'll give you some background to this. About a year ago, I started a documentary. My background and interest is in filmmaking and I'm a big rugby fan and I love Australian rugby and I especially love the Wallabies and Obviously, you're listening to this because you too like rugby and you would know that it hasn't been all beer and Skittles for Australian rugby in in recent years. So I decided to make a documentary and I didn't really know what it was going to be about, where I was going to go with it, who who was even going to talk to me, if at all. But I decided anyway to, to launch straight in. And here we are about a year later at the end of a hellacious 2020, I think we could all agree. And I've almost finished. I've, I've wrapped up most of my filming. I'm in post-production and I'm on the verge of finishing it and then selling it. And I expect this to be available for release in 2021. Um, I don't know yet how or who, but I'm pretty confident it will be coming out. And um, I'm certainly going to be updating people and using this podcast as a bit of a way for people to check in on the, the progress of the film. Anyway, I have amassed quite a few... Uh, interviews with some terrific people, people who were very, very kind in allowing me to interview them and give me, giving me their time. And for that, I'm eternally grateful to, to each and every one of them. And it has allowed me to sit back and review a lot of what they've said and realize that I'm not going to be able to fit in a lot of the stories, a lot of the, the anecdotes, a lot of the points into my film, because it's going to probably be somewhere between 90 to 100 minutes. So there's a lot of material there. There's a lot of content, so I have content, and I want to share that content with people in the rugby community. So thus, this is a podcast about the making of this film, but also about Australian rugby. I'm going to try and use the content I have to explore points, look at everything from the grassroots, the quote-unquote grassroots part of the game, to the professional part of the game, examining the Wallabies, the history of the game, the history of the Wallabies, perhaps maybe looking at it from an international perspective. Um, Right now, I'm broadcasting to you from London, which is where I'm currently living. Uh, After the lockdown took effect, I had to return here because it's where I'd been been placed. I've been traveling the world like many Aussies, love to go overseas, do a bit of, you know, trips to Europe, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, haven't been doing much of that this year. So, but anyway, here I am trying to finish this documentary and I thought, well, you know what? The Australian rugby season's just, just finished and I have all this material, so why don't I give people something to listen to and think about and engage with over the summer, the Australian summer, that is. That's the first part of this. The other part of why should I put out a podcast, who the hell am I to do it, is that there have been a couple of podcasts in Australian rugby that I think are hugely crucial to keeping the, the conversation about the game alive. And unfortunately, one of them in the last week announced their retirement and of course, I'm talking about Green and Gold Rugby, which is the, I think, you know, the the website, 
synonymous with Australian rugby fans and 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 the community, and and they they unfortunately uh, Matt Reg and Hugh and and others who are part of that team uh, decided to. Well, it's an interesting one. They've said that they're hanging up the boots until we win a Bledisloe. So I, I sort of mentioned to someone on Twitter, described it like the, 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 the veteran of the club deciding that they're going to go over to Japan and Europe to play, but they might be back by the next World Cup. It's sort of uncertain. You're not too sure. So that's the sort of feeling I have. I've, I've no doubt that those guys have done all that they can to keep things rolling along. And I think their their service to, to, to keeping Australian rugby in the public domain has been brilliant. So that's partly motivated me to d- decide to maybe fill that void. I'm not saying I'm going to be uh, able to, you know, give you the give you the goodies that they gave you, but uh, it, you know, something different. But I, I just feel that we need to keep the conversation going. And and I'm sitting on material here. I've got people, and I've got some fantastic people that I've interviewed. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll play you the the teaser that I've put. There's a few voices there. You might might recognise them, and um, you know, I'll give you an idea of who's in this documentary. first two decades of the 21st century will not be well remembered in Australian rugby circles. See what it means to people. I don't think that everybody has this view in New Zealand, but I want Australia to be really strong. Yeah, we're a very strong nation, but we are beatable and we've probably been predictable. Player drone. You, you cannot underestimate how damaging that has been. And the rest of the world has caught up dramatically. They have restructured themselves. You get paid to be courageous, not to be a pacifist. So there you have it. A few voices I'm sure you'll know. Uh, some you may not. But I, I do stress that that's not everyone I've interviewed. There are a number of other people who uh, are not in that little teaser. And uh, a lot of other people who who, who um, are a lot more current in terms of them, them being involved in, in, in the way the game is shaped today. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, as this podcast series unfolds, sharing that with you, talking about it, maybe talking to some live guests. I, you know, I haven't really, I, you know, I'm going to kind of be a bit more freewheeling and loose with the way we, uh, we do this, which is basically code for, I've got no idea exactly how I'm going to, what the format's going to be, or what I'm going to do, right? You know, we'll wing it. I mean, I think we can get away with that these days. It's, what people have come to expect from these sorts of things. So, you know, the motivation for me, as I imagine it would be for a lot of Australian rugby lovers, is what the hell has happened? Like, just what has happened to the game, specifically in the last 20 years? Um, I hit my point in about 2018, which was the, the worst year that the Wallabies had in 50 years. And that, for me, was when I just... You know, the, the, the straw on the camel's back was going to Twickenham at the end of the year. I was still living in London and I went with my father and we watched uh, the Wallabies get beaten yet again by England, you know, in front of a sort of 80,000 strong, you know, hardcore partisan English pommy crowd as they like to, you know, and uh, anyway, it was tough. It was very tough. And, and, and walking out of the stands, it was what was even worse so this was sort of the added insult to injury was an English fan who I'd sort of been jiving with in, in, in the row. He turned to me and he just simply said, what the hell has happened to you guys? And it was a great point because I didn't really know. I know we've got good players. I, I know we've got hardcore fans still. I know we've got 
schools and clubs all around the country playing it. You know, we have women playing now, professional women. So, you know, the game has been expanding. We have been doing what we thought was good for the game, or have we? Yet at the top level, the Wallabies, which let's face it, is where a lot of us really kind of get passionate, that's been going backwards for many years and season after season. So I think that was when the penny dropped that, you know, maybe there was something a bit more sinister, but something a bit more systemically wrong. And that was what I wanted to set out to do. I wanted to go about this in a more objective way, try and leave the emotion at the door and and just talk to people, talk to former Wallabies, talk to former uh, professional players, um, coaches, administrators, people at the club level, um, fans, people probably do have far more knowledge than I. Um, and I do stress that I, I'm not the most knowledgeable person when it comes to rugby or Australian rugby. There are people with far greater insights and ideas. And, and that for me was, was important that I try and seek those people out. And as this, this podcast series unfolds, I want that to also continue. I want people who know far more than me to, to reach out. Give me a call. Reach out. Help me. Help me help you. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we'll get them on. Maybe we'll chat. And Because I think the most important thing is trying to look inward. The Australian rugby community needs to look inward to be able to progress. And at the moment, it feels like we're in therapy and we're still kind of asking questions. We're still not sure. So that was a big turning point for me. I guess I didn't do much about it, although, well, that's not true. I wrote an email to Rugby Australia, and I might get into that in a later episode. It was, a, you know, one of those sort of classic fans venting. I, I didn't jump on social media. I'm not really on social media that much, so I didn't sort of do that. But I actually wrote an email to Rugby Australia and... and um, and laid out my plans and what I thought was wrong, and and I'm sure that they uh, replied as they did very nicely, and then um, hit print and put it straight into the shredder, as as I would, because let's face it, who wants to hear from um, Joe Public when you know your team's just taken another hiding? However, that progressed to 2019 after the Japanese World Cup, the amazing World Cup in Japan. What a what a what a you know event. Let's face it, and and I think. This is the other thing that boggles people in Australia is how the, the game appears to be growing rapidly and celebrated internationally, um, yet it is struggling in Australia. That doesn't sort of marry up, does it? So anyway, we've had the Japanese World Cup and about November this time last year, I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to make a documentary. I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to jump out, go out there, get a camera, start talking to people, film stuff ask people stuff, and hopefully that stuff will be good stuff. Uh, it's not for me to say. I think I've got some interesting ideas, and I'm trying to put it together in the format of a documentary, which will hopefully come out, and hopefully people will, you know, it'll, it'll be a conversation starter. But I, I think it's fair to say that there's there's a lot of other points and a lot of other things that are, you know, not the sole root cause or problem, but, you know, require a lot more articulation and discussing and probing. So that's sort of the, that's anyway, that's the sort of forum I want this to be. Um, I'm going to talk about how we shot the film. Um, I'm going to pull on my my, my co-producer uh, and and have him chat because let's face it, talk, listen to one person is probably going to get a bit dry after a while. So it might be good to have a, you know, a, a co-host. Maybe I'll find a co-host. If anyone wants to, you know, jump on and and join me as a co-host, feel free to reach out. Uh, again, help me, help you, help me, just help me. Um, 
but yeah, we're going to talk about the film. So, you know, we can, you know, it's a bit of a film and rugby hybrid perhaps, but more, more so rugby. But, you know, we'll, we'll look into that, how we shot it, where we shot it, um, how we shot it when, you know, coronavirus started spreading its uh, disgusting seed around the world and, and how that affected our filming. Um, and it did, you know, we, we had to put our production on, on hold. Uh, everything was on hiatus. I had some some really good interviews lined up, and and they had to unfortunately they fell through. Some I was able to get in the end, others I didn't. And that was yeah, you know, to then watch what happened in Australian rugby as 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 COVID had halted all play was also another yeah, you know, bizarre, surreal experience. Just seeing the game go into another round of controversies. Um, it, it was like a soap opera, really. Um, with the twists and the turns and the villains and the heroes and more villains. And I think, you know, there, there, there's aspects of that which I'm going to talk about, but, you know, I obviously want to be looking more long-term, you know, long-term, what, where, where have things gone off? So that's going to be part of it as well, the, the, the filmmaking and coronavirus. And I don't really want to talk about coronavirus. I think everyone wants to just move on to 2021 and put it behind. But let's face it, um, as I talk to you, it's December of... Uh, what year is it? Oh God, 2020. It is a bit like that sometimes. Um, December of 2020, and and we're not out of the woods yet. We're not out of the woods. People are. Um, there is a vaccine, but it's slowly only getting rolled out. People are still in different tiers. Certain countries are not letting people in or out. It's quarantine. So yeah, we're we're still we're still going through that. So that may kind of also come into the the picture a bit but again I'm not, I don't want to stress on it you can go listen to a podcast about coronavirus if you really want to get into that but that's the intention um, I'm going to have interviews I'm going to ha- start releasing some material as you heard some voices before um, you know I sat down and spoke to some really seriously knowledgeable and passionate people from the Australian rugby community and a few foreigners um, and, and you know I think it's important that Australia realizes that while the international game is growing, that's where potentially there's got to be some opportunities. And so I talked to a few people from from other countries. I'm not going to give too much away. Um, but yeah, there's going to be stuff coming out on, on the Facebook page and on Instagram and, you know, a few little nuggets here or there. So, you know, it'll probably give it away. Um, but, you know, it might be current. There's a few things that are happening in rugby right now, which I think are important to talk about. And there's a good chance that we may, may pull some people in people in. I mean, it's a podcast for goodness sakes. Uh, get people online, whatever the reference is. Um, get them into the, the 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 you know remote room and and talk to them about some of the more current issues and 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 some pretty pressing issues. And I think people who are following the news now are probably aware of what I'm talking about. I know that there's a couple of massive forums out there. Some great ones. I mean, the Green and Gold Rugby I've mentioned before is 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 fantastic, and a lot of people interact with that. Uh, on Facebook, there are a few groups. Um, WTF is with Australian rugby is probably, I think, one of the more interesting ones out there because it's honest. There are a lot of people that get on their soapbox, as I probably do from time to time, but it's what we need. We need we need voices. You know, there's good, bad, crazy ideas, solid ideas. They all need to be aired because we just need to keep the conversation going. Um, sea of Blue is another good Facebook group that I've noticed out there and, and, you know, being from Perth and still being a Western Force fan, uh, that's an important group because, you know, that group has, I think, sustained the interest of rugby in that state and kept the force alive. 
um, I actually spoke with a, a very famous, uh, oh, she still is, a very famous rugby player from Australia, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll get into that. That'll be a, another episode. But, um, you know, I think, you know, are we doing enough in, in, in growing the game, you know, in, in, in the, the grassroots, but also with the females? There's a World Cup next year, for goodness sakes, people. 2021 is a World Cup year in New Zealand. You know, I wouldn't say we're warm favourites, but we're in there. We're in there with a fight. You know, the Wallaroos are, and, you know, coming off a year of COVID where not very people have played rugby, it's going to be really interesting. So, you know, we're going to talk about that. You know, I think that's potentially somewhere where we have to go, is is, is looking at whether the game has expanded in the right areas. Have we just blown out at the top professional level? Or, you know, do we need to do more at the grassroots level? Do we need to engage uh, women and kids more in growing our game. And I think we do. But the question is how and how do we do that and, and what's the best way? So, you know, there, there's a couple of administrators I've spoken to who have some, you know, pretty solid observations about the business of rugby. And I think that's another thing that I really want to get into is, you know, how rugby as a sport and as a business is is operating and whether we could be doing that better. So that's it for now. I'm going to keep this short and sharp. This is a pilot episode. This is the first one, um, kind of testing the waters. I'm going to get into more things on the next episode. And I'm going to try and put out these, you know, as regularly as I can. I'm not going to give you promised days or weeks because then I'm, I, you know, put myself into a bit of a corner there. But I'll be pretty regular because I want to start releasing this material and, and, and you know, want to sort of keep people interested over the, the summer, at least the Australian summer, and, uh, you know, see how it goes. So, so that's it from now. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, what do they all say? Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your two wives, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, everyone. Just tell everyone about this. So that's it. That's it from me now. Um, go to the Facebook page and leave a comment. Try not to be abusive. Try to be constructive if you can, and uh, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably reply to you. This is the Gold Digger podcast series, a spin-off from the new feature documentary film Gold Digger, The Search for Australian Rugby, which will be coming out very soon. Brought to you by me, director and host, Matt Durrant, and sponsored by whoever wants to reach out and pay me to have their name up in lights. Music is by Makeup and Vanity Set, sourced from musicbed.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash golddiggerrugby follow us on Instagram for pretty pictures and Twitter for banal chatter. Till next time, keep on digging.